got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto, guys. This is your morning cryptocurrency technical analysis, on-chain analysis, and fundamental analysis show. We go live 10 a.m. Eastern every single weekday to bring you the latest in the cryptocurrency space. Today, we're asking one simple question. Is Solana the next Terra Luna? Cardano almost certainly isn't. There is a very serious issue with Solana, namely that it just went down for seven hours. You heard me right, almost like the Xbox Live servers or Steam support or something. It just went down for seven hours. We're talking about a $13 billion supposedly decentralized network just went down for seven hours. And then even worse, the validators came back in, kicked it, and then said, hey, let's turn this thing back on. They came in and were able to kick can and turn it back on in a very centralized manner. I don't like that because I stand for the principles that Bitcoin and crypto were founded on. So does Charles Hoskinson. So does Cardano. That is decentralization, immutability, and the inability for it to go down. We're going to be talking about that in this video. Solana just proved to me why I will never and have never invested in it. And uh, not here to hate on Solana, but you you might get that impression in this stream and 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 I'm not going to I'm not really going to try and stop you from thinking that because to be honest with you I don't like the project and you're going to find out why today it is not a dislike for the project that comes from nowhere it's a dislike from the project because when I see a cryptocurrency that is not founded on the foundational principles of this industry including decentralization and immutability I take an issue with that, especially when $13 billion of investor capital are on the line after we just saw $45 billion get eviscerated from Terra Luna. That's what we're going to be talking about today. A lot to dive into. Definitely going to be a little impassioned in this one because I don't want you getting burned, and I hate when that happens. But I am also joined, as always, by TA Tim. How you doing, Tim? What's up, everybody? Grab your caffeine. Whoa-hoo. Grab your coffee, your energy drinks, your Woo. whatever you got. You know, uh, it's been a good morning. I have to give a shout out to one of my friend enemies. Friend enemies. Friend enemies. Friend enemies. Like Doctor Doofenshmirtz. Crypto set guy just had a baby. Whoa! I'm assuming Congrats. his wife had a baby. It would be weird if Jeffrey himself had yeah. the baby. Hey man. That, you know, I don't want to rule anything out though. That's awesome. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations to you. Uh, you know, Jeff, I would I would give you two thumbs up if you name that kid Pineapple Pizza. <laughs> what? Pineapple Pizza, for those of you who don't pineapple, know, pineapple, is how pineapple, he torments me. Pills. He has gone so far as to send it to my office uh, and then turn my wife against me to force me <laughs> to eat it. That's why we're frenemies. Uh, but it's I do love you anyway, frenemies. Jeffrey. I don't even know if Jeffrey's watching. Is he in? Is he watching? I don't even, is he, he even in chat? That's commitment I think if he he's is. in chat. That is commitment if he's in. That is absolutely no, I commitment. I don't, th- I don't, I don't think him. so. I don't think I see him. And usually he, he comments like, so you're good for him. He's spending time with his uh, pineapple pizza baby. Just pineapple pizza baby. Uh, but uh, no, he is. No, he is. He is no, he is. I see him. Oh, he, well, he's maybe here. he's doing both. Maybe Whoa. maybe Pineapple Pizza Baby is watching as well. Oh my Pineapple gosh! Pizza you got to start him young. Yeah, they might yeah. be three hours old, but you got to start him young. I got to hold a newborn last week. It was 19 hours old. It was my uh, my, my new uh, my new brother-in-law actually. Yeah. So there's a lot of babies, babies lately. Dude. Really excited about that. Well, we were also joined as always. By Smay. Hello, everybody. Smay? Today is a great day. You know why today is it? Well, it could also be a really it's a bad great day, day for anybody who doesn't know us a lot. Uh, here's the thing. The reason why today could either be a great or bad day is for this one I'm wearing right now. Today is game one of the NBA Finals, and the Ooh. Celtics made it, and that just already increases my mood. I mean, right? that's good stuff. But that's great stuff. Yeah. But we'll see, you know, are they going to t- steal a game in uh, in Golden State? That's what I want to see tonight. Can they split the hairs? Uh, but... All right, uh, back to you, Jeb. Guys, we have a lot to talk about today. <clears throat> the big idea, Bitcoin, sorry, not Bitcoin, just completely ruined it. You see that? Had all the tension built. It was like a movie trailer. It was coming, and then I just ruined it. Cardano versus Solana. What's going on here? We're going to talk about Solana going down, how its blockchain got halted, and then we're going to talk about why Cardano is superior and why of all of these competing layer twos, 
all of the ones competing to take over Ethereum's place, because you guys have heard me on this channel, and you're about to hear me on an Altcoin Daily interview I did yesterday, and that's going up on uh, Tuesday on their channel, say that I really do think if nothing changes on Ethereum, it's going to lose its number two ranking in the next three to five years. Who's going to take that spot? Solana is looking much more and more every single day that it's not going to do that. I have a big problem with it, and I'm going to have that bone picked right here on stream, and you're going to see me tear apart Solana because I am tired of these cryptocurrencies getting founded to make some BC somewhere another billion dollars. I want to see you, the people, making your financial sovereignty, and whenever I see a cryptocurrency that is built in such a way that is supposed to be driven by hype to make 100,000% in the next two years but has no fundamental underlying intrinsic value just because it wanted to make some rich dude even richer, I take issue with that because it ends up hurting you and I don't like that. Guys, we're about to jump into our market pulse and talk about uh, about what's going on on CoinMarketCap, but we're first going to give you a word from one of our sponsors, Lorenzo. He is actually our cryptocurrency CPA. We're very thankful for him. If you're trying to make waves in the crypto space, then you have to plan for a massive tax liability, and Lorenzo Tax wants to make sure you are prepared. Join us on June 17th for their webinar, where Lorenzo will break down eight strategies to help you save money and keep more of those gains. He's going to walk you through the tech that he uses to manage his client's account and help you assess whether you can DIY your books and when it's time to bring in a professional. Again, you don't want to miss this webinar if you want to avoid a hefty tax bill at the end of the year. It's on June 17th. Cost per ticket is $100 and you can register on my website, cryptojeb.com forward slash webinars. And by the way, that $100, if you decide to use Lorenzo as your CPA, that will go straight into, into his fee. So you'll actually basically just be using that $100 as a down payment if you choose to use him. So the webinar will basically be free. Even if you don't choose to use Lorenzo, as your uh, tax guide, then you definitely should go to this webinar because he's going to show you all the different tools that he's set me up with and Tim up with and, and everybody up with so that we can figure out how to do our cryptocurrency taxes. Yeah. He's going to show you all of that. Do not miss this webinar, guys. Taxes are one of the biggest expenses that nobody ever talks about. And if you have a good CPA like Lorenzo, he can help you to legally not pay anywhere near as much. And it is a very, very, very important thing that you invest in your education about taxes also. We're going to jump into our market pulse here but before we do we got to send it over to smay for some green names um hello everybody i'd like to read some green names here we go uh green as in the green of the celtics you already know i had to bring it there uh <coughs> we have crypto sarah groovy mitch shaw groovy again sultan of salt groovy again matt c sultan of salt again crypto jmp elliot law crypt grand Rift incorporated taha gulzar uh mike markle uh uh, uh kenny r uh who else here oh crypto set guy congrats on the baby i love you uh congrats. matt c win peoples jojo uh, so many great people, uh, so many great people, and so many uh, beautiful Celtic supporters in the chat. Mario Dohinovich, uh, and uh, all of you guys, Siobhan Gole, I love all of you guys. Uh, back to you, Jeb. Let's go ahead and jump on over to CoinMarketCap here. Thank you so very much for that, Samayan. Thank you to all of our members. You guys are an absolute blessing to see here every single day. Love seeing those green names in chat. Taking a look here at CoinMarketCap, you can see that Bitcoin is currently down just over 6% in the last 24 hours. Uh, sorry, just under 6% in the last 24 hours. Right now, it's just over 5% to the downside. ETH down 7%. Binance down 5%, Cardano down 5%, Solana down 11%, and that's not surprising because the headline that we're about to talk about here, Solana halted by bug linked to certain cold storage transactions. They'd off, it, it suffered the seventh outage in 2022 as bots invade the network, and it was down for seven hours overnight. I hear people in chat saying, I don't know if it's a good idea to hate on a cryptocurrency this much. It's not me hating on a cryptocurrency. It's me being impassioned because I am upset that there's a cryptocurrency worth 13, almost $14 billion that goes down seven times in a year, goes down for seven hours, goes down because it's doing what it's supposed to be, its job, and it's not built in a decentralized manner, and masquerades as a cryptocurrency. I do take issue with that. Not for my sake. I don't own any Solana, and I, at this rate, I probably never will, but I take issue with it because there are investors out there that don't know better, and they're going to buy Solana, and one day something terrible could happen to it because it, it's going to go down for the 37th time this year, and then it's going to lose them a lot of money, and I don't want to see you get hurt. That's why you see me passionate it right now. I'm not trying to hate on Solana. I don't have hatred towards the team or the heart or, or, or you know, the development team or the way it was. None of that. That's not in my heart. And that would be wrong of me if it were. But I am very impassioned because I don't want you to get hurt. And I want to make sure you guys understand how serious of a concern what we're about to talk about is. Now, as far as the rest of CoinMarketCap here, 
Let's take a look over here, market capitalization. I do want to show you something. Right now, uh, total market capitalization in crypto sitting around 1.1 what am I trying to say? $1.25 trillion. That is a local bottom that we've been gravitating around. If we look at our market dominance over the last couple of weeks, you can see that we saw major market dominance shifts to the upside. Less than a month ago, Bitcoin sitting at 41.5%. Uh, right now, sitting at 46. We've seen the dominance of a lot of different cryptocurrencies move to the downside. You've even seen um, Solana move to the downside a little bit, if I remember correctly. It was sitting at 1.62. It's currently sitting at 1.14. So it's lost a third of its market dominance in just the last month and uh, downage uh, downage outages like this are probably a big part of that but also people moving away from more risky investments more uh, newer investments into uh, higher profile, more stable cryptocurrency assets like Bitcoin and also, if funnily enough to call it stable, but something stable like the US dollar compared to the altcoins because believe it or not, the US dollar is still more stable than the altcoins. But let's go ahead over here and jump on to some technical analysis. We're going to talk about Bitcoin a little bit, but I also want to dive into Cardano and Solana. Would you like that, Tim? I think that would be a good idea. I love it. Let's I love it. it. Good deal. So what we're looking at here on Bitcoin right now is uh, basically a smaller version of the dead cap bounce that we talked about <laughs> happening over the next couple of weeks. We've talked about how we could rally up to $36,000 to $38,000. From there, pull back down to twenty-two dollars to $23,000. That will likely be on the order of the next three to six months. This is not something we're talking about happening tomorrow, but a smaller version of that may be happening now. Looks like we had a rally. Not looks like we did have a rally up to $32,500 right here, and then we pulled back down to $30,000. If you remember to yesterday's video, I told you there are two things that could happen, and uh, one of them was more likely. We saw that Bitcoin was in a bull flag right in, uh, right here, and it could rally up to $35,000. However, we also knew that we were starting to lose some of our some of our um, some of our enthusiasm, some of our exuberance, and we were at the time looking at a bearish MACD cross right here. In fact, I will show you exactly where we were on the chart yesterday when we went live. It wasn't here; it was one ahead, right. There. This is what the chart looked like when we were live yesterday. It was actually right before this candlestick. Uh, it was right during this candlestick. Bitcoin had been pulling down to $30,700. We had the bearish MACD cross. We saw RSI was coming to the downside. We were talking about how, yeah, this could be a bull flag that's forming to push us up to 35, but we're probably going to pull back down to 30, maybe even 28. If you move forward to right now, that's what's happened. We pulled back down to 29,358, and we're currently on a little bounce. I would personally be a little bit surprised if we saw this bounce have a lot of strength. Why? Because, well, we had our opportunity, but we're having a very slow recovery. This, instead of a bounce, looks to me like a bear flag that could paint Bitcoin going back to the downside down to around 28 to 20, uh, $28,500. You got 28000 right there, 28.65 right there. This is our current price target. If we look at Lux Algo, I haven't pre-analyzed this, so I don't know what Lux Algo says, but I have a feeling its take profit is going to be somewhere in this region. Also, look at that. Absolutely beautiful. I hadn't even pre-analyzed it, but I had a feeling it was going to be down there around twenty nine to 28 this is where it's saying your uh, your uh, actually this is where you're saying your stop losses would be because it's under a buy signal. I would actually invert this because we do not have a confirmed buy signal because there's no green trend catcher. And then instead of using this as the stop loss, use this as your price target. That's what I would do in this case. So I'd be looking at your price target right down around there. Tim, do you think this little bounce that we're looking at here on the hourly chart for Bitcoin is going to lead us back up to local highs around 33? Or would you agree with me that it is a bear flag and we'll probably see uh, continued movement to the downside from here? Well, you know, the, so anytime you're talking about flags, you got to take you got to take into account all flags have patterns that have other things going on as well. So one way to read this is that we're in a bear flag. The other way to read this is that it's in a reversal. And, you know, we're still setting if you're looking at a larger time frame, I'm going to stay on the hourly chart. But let's just pretend I was in a bigger time frame. This is a higher low. So this is not even a, a, a big problem. Anytime you have a rally, you have corrections that come in and we could be moving to the upside. On the hourly chart, we did have a nine flash on the T sequential. It's not the, the killer that everyone thinks it is. The other thing is the, the close of that nine, if I zoom in here, is lower than our uh, close on the eight. So there's always sometimes you got to look at that and say, hey, there's not a guarantee, but a lot of times we end up having a candle body close above before reversal really happens. We're still sitting in a spot right now where there's a lot 
lot of different conflicting indicators. This is a time where as our, our Bollinger Bands are kind of capitulating, getting closer together, we're going to see an explosion. We're on the top side of the 20 SMA, which is a good sign for a potential bull rally. The other thing I told you guys the other day, we talked about this. Remember, as Jeb said, we didn't have, when we were in the show yesterday, we didn't have any of these candles. We didn't have any of them, but we did see the volume start to pick up. And I told you guys, hey, watch as the volume picks up. That's an indication that there's a lot of different stuff happening in the space to do reversal. Notice where all this volume is hitting. It's it's coming at the peak even as we're starting to approach down lower to the bottom. I think this is a sign that bulls could utilize along with that low RSI level that potentially this was a local bottom. And I uh, there's that right there would give me evidence to say I think that Bitcoin is moving to the upside. Uh, it's doing that right now in the hour. It is, it is definitely in a spot where it could go either way. And nobody likes to hear that. Nobody likes to hear technical analysis that says, well, could go up, could go down, could go sideways. That is the worst uh, thing to hear, but it is what has to be said from time to time. But I still think, and I told you guys yesterday, the one guarantee I could give you guys if we were to go out to a four hour chart, go bigger time frame, was I said there are two marks that people are looking at. I'll get rid of my RSI. I'm actually going to the daily chart to make this a little easier. There's two marks that people are looking at. They are looking at this level right here, this 37,000, maybe even up to 38,000, and they're looking down here at potentially rematching that 25 or even going lower down to around 22 or 20,000. What I can tell you right now is neither one of those levels will be hit very quickly. It will take some volatility to get there. Why do I say that? If I were to go up here and just go a couple months ago, look at this constant bounce. We came and dropped and everyone was freaking out when we were down at these levels saying, oh no, Bitcoin is crashing. We're going down to 20,000. Guess what? We might go down to 20,000. Those people might be right, but it, it took way longer than they thought it would. We actually had a rally. And so now as we start to rally up in this area, we got up to 40. Actually, we have wicks up here at 45, almost 46,000. People are saying, oh, no, here we go. We're rallying back up to 100,000 because at this point, along with us, a lot of people thought we were still just in a dip on a bull market. And then we started to crash again and the, the, the market just starts to freak out. And then we rallied and then we dip. And we finally topped out here at 48,000 before we started a very slow, but then quickly accelerated dip down here to 25,000. Guess what? In the same way we had this volatility going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth before we finally hit our head on resistance here and then crash back down to support in a falling wedge on a grander, uh, longer time frame falling wedge, I'm expecting almost the exact same thing to happen here within the next couple of weeks. Again, if I, I, I'm, just so you guys know, I am predicting we end up touch this level of resistance right around 37,000. Look at the date on that. That's July 9th. That means we have over a month away before we actually hit that resistance. There's a lot of play. If we just shoot up here tomorrow, we're going to come up and shoot above 40,000. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to see some volatility play out in the same way we saw it here a couple of months ago before we finally hit our head on resistance and then we dip back down. You know, here's the question. Do we dip back down quickly and hit our heads around 25, matching this little wick and then rally? Do we do we do it a little slower and come all the way down to 22, 20,000? There's a lot of different metrics happening at those levels that tell us that that's a key level to look at before we finally break bullish and start to ascend back to the upside and, and resume a bull rally, even though that's going to take a long time. Don't expect that to happen overnight. My expectation is be ready for a lot of fake outs, both to the upside and the downside. As it stands right now, there are strong cases for both upside and downside. I am leaning towards there's a little more, little more, a little more proof happening on the indicators telling me I think we're going to see an uptick in Bitcoin price. But you know, again, I told you, this is a could go up, could go down scenario, and nobody likes it. Let's go ahead and take a look here at Cardano and also Luna, and then I am just chomping at the bit to get into this discussion about Luna and Cardano, because I know a lot Solana. of people... Solana, I'm sorry. Uh, what did I say? What did you say? Luna. I said Luna? You said Luna oh, twice. Gosh. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Freudian slip. You know. Do I know something you guys don't? No, I'm joking. I don't. Anywho, let's go ahead and take a look at Cardano, and then we'll get into all of that in just a second. Cardano right now sitting at 57 cents. It is currently down from all-time high, but I want to say 81, 82%. That is down quite a bit. Hey, just so you know, Cardano has dropped from all-time high over 99% before, or almost 99% before, 98.5% before, and it, then it went on to rally 16,700%. Price action, Charles Hoskinson is the person that made this famous in the cryptocurrency space, and thank God he did. Price action does not matter in the long run because the fundamentals are what drive it, period, 
full stop. Price action has zero to do with it. Now, if it goes to zero because of a fundamental concern, then you need to take that into account. It's not because it went to zero that the that, that it's going to hurt the long-term outlook like it did with Luna. It's because of whatever fundamental led it to go there in the first place. Cardano could go down to a penny, and I would still believe in it because of the technology if the fundamentals didn't change. You heard me right. In the same way, if Bitcoin went down to $100, I would still believe in it because the if the fundamentals and the technology had not had not changed, if it had not ever gone down, if it had not ever been hacked, if it had maintained a perfect track record, I would still believe in it, even if it went down to $100, because I firmly believe in the technology. I firmly believe in Cardano's technology, and I've talked about that at length in many different videos. I don't need to defend that thesis in this stream. As far as the technicals are concerned on Cardano, right now, it is pulling back away from 69 cents. It did have a major rally. That is something that we're pretty excited about. I would like to see Cardano attempt to build support in this region down here above 50 cents. And if we do see this dead cap bounce on Bitcoin, uh, this bull trap, if you will, on Bitcoin continue up to 38, then as we said in a video recently, we could see a 90 cent Cardano. Now that is a big if. It going to 90 cents, Cardano going to 90 cents is contingent on Bitcoin going to $38,000. If if Bitcoin doesn't go to $38,000, and I'm not calling for a 90 cent Cardano. I'm saying if Bitcoin goes to 38, Cardano is probably going to 90. But if Bitcoin doesn't and it continues to trade sideways down around 30, then Cardano is probably going to do the same and build some support in a much in a much needed zone called uh, the the 30 to 50 cent territory, the 30 to 30 cent to a dollar territory. There's almost no VPVR support in this area. So it building support down here is not a terrible thing. I don't mind Cardano sitting down here for a while and accumulating. Guess what? As Cardano keeps going, and we're going to talk about the <clears throat> As Cardano keeps trading sideways and it keeps growing, its fundamentals get stronger and stronger and stronger. We're going to talk about a little bit later. Vasil's coming out on, on the 29th. You get, you've got CIP 31, 32, 33, and 40 coming out. You've got dApps being able to access transactional output without spending or recreating them. You've got further decentralization, increased throughput. You've got an upgrade that's going to protect users from losing Cardano held as collateral. There's a lot of big things coming out with Vasil on the 29th. That is a big deal. So if Cardano keeps trading sideways down here, that's wonderful because the fundamentals are great. If something happened fundamentally that drove Cardano down to these prices, then we would not be saying that these prices are great. We'd be saying that these prices are a symptom of something fundamentally that went wrong. But see, the fundamentals are upstream of the technicals. I have to drill that into your head because if you don't understand that, you're not going to be successful in investing. If you don't get that, you will fail as an investor more than likely. And the reason is because if you are investing purely on TA, purely on short-term price action, and you're not looking at the fundamentals that are driving that price action within, uh, over the next year, two years, five years, 10 years, you're missing out. You have to make sure you're paying attention to that. Why are we excited that Cardano's down 82%? Because the fundamentals are stronger than they were when it was at $3.13. That's why Hoskinson was coming out a lot when we were up at all-time high saying, hey, I don't care about price. He was trying to tell the community more than likely, and I don't know this, I know Charles Hoskinson, but I haven't asked him this, but he was probably trying to tell the community, hey, look, Maybe the fundamentals don't warrant a $3.13 Cardano just yet, but the fundamentals are growing and eventually they will. I don't care about the price. I care about the fundamentals. The fundamentals are growing. Again, we've talked about that and defended that thesis in many different videos, so I'm going to leave it at that for now. But let's go ahead and take a look at Solana. Again, remember, we're going to look at Solana's price action, but I'm not going to use Solana's price action against it because it's not a technical argument. It's a fundamental argument that we're about to make. I do just want to update you on it because the technicals are still important. Solana did have this uptrend, uh, this uptrending level of support that had been in place since August of 2020. We bottomed out here in March 2021. We bottomed out here in June and July 2021. Bottomed out here in March of 2022. This uptrend is currently sitting around $138. Solana is down, I want to say about 85% from all-time high. I was going to say 84, it's 85% from all-time high. It is currently sitting on top of support that was built back here in May, uh, April, May, and June when it was on its way up, it really hit all-time high and did very well towards the end of last year, price action-wise. If we look at the VPVR, there actually is a good bit of VPVR support currently sitting right where we are. It's sitting at basically exactly $40. That's actually the VPVR, uh, the VPVR maximum. As you can see, it's sitting right there. I have that line over it. At the moment, if we zoom in here, it's sitting at $44, excuse me. We're slightly below it. We want to see Solana get back up above $40, but Solana being only 10% below that is still kind of in the catchment area. It has support uh, in that zone. When you're looking at something on a long-term time frame like this, you really got to understand that 
you're really looking at a zone. You're not looking at a flat level. There is going to be a lot of support in that region. As you can see on VPVR, it is a very steep VPVR spike, but there is support on either direction going down to 40 cents. Uh, sorry, $40. I've been saying cents. $40 going up to $55. And uh, so the point is Solana does have a technical support here. But if you do see Bitcoin going down to 22K and you do see Cardano going down to 35 or 38, you could very easily see Solana going back down to 23 as well, looking at it from a technical point of view in a vacuum. If it continues having these outages, if it continues having all of these attack surfaces uh, being exploited, uh, either intentionally or unintentionally, by you know massive amounts of transactions going through it, then you're going to more than likely see the price continue to go down because you're going to have less and less people investing in it because they don't trust it for the long run. With all of that said, we're going to go ahead and jump into our super chats, and then we are going to jump into our discussion. I'm so excited to talk about this. Yeah, I don't know. I think Might we only have, have one super Hold chat, and I'll make sure that I'm not wrong with that. Hey, before, before we read yeah. that, I have not told you guys to hit that like button just yet. I need you guys. There are 1,750 people watching. Smash that like button. I know that we can get to 700 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Hit that like button. Helps to support the channel. Thank I, you very much. You know, I do see one super chat that did not get recorded, so I will read that one first, and then we'll get the one that was recorded. Ian Perry said, "Hey guys, just want to say thanks to Taylor for helping me set up Club DeFi. Woo! Keep you up the great, keep up the great work, guys. Very much appreciated." Uh, yeah, shout out to Taylor. And, and just so you guys know, I saw a comment earlier. Someone saying they were struggling to get into Club DeFi. They sent an email. I'm we're already on it. Taylor is looking to make sure that she didn't miss something. If you guys email stuff on Saturdays or Sundays, it could get buried. Just so you guys know. So anytime, if you ever send an email to customer support and you don't get a response back, that's pretty rare. But just in case, send another one because it's rare that two of them get missed. Um, RC Moore said, "Why does Crypty Crypto Wendy O like Solana? Invite her." Well, I can't speak to why I can't yeah. I can't speak to the opinions of any other uh, any of my colleagues here on YouTube. But what I can say is I have a lot of respect for Wendy, and I don't think that she would like Solana for no reason. Um, but I also want you to know that disagreeing with somebody doesn't mean that you can't have a friendship with mm -hmm. that person. I Wendy uh, Wendy and I get along very well. We've both been on each other's channels, so I don't want that. I don't want if we have a disagree. I don't. I didn't know. I don't know what her stance on Solana is. If she and I do disagree, that doesn't in any way mean that that there's any kind of anything between any beef or anything, just so you know, because that's something that's very prevalent in our culture right now. And the reason I bring that up and I want to dismiss that is because in crypto, people get very tribalistic over what coins they like. I'm not trying to get tribalistic over what coins you like. If you like Solana, great, you go do that. I just want you to walk away from this stream with a warning. Yeah. That's what I want. And, and that's the, you know, the good thing. And we're going to talk about that point about doing research. Listen, if people do their research and they like a product, a project, good. Even if... It, like in that case, invest in what you really like based off your research. We'll dive more into that here in the discussion section. Yeah. Discussion section, though, because we got some really good and interesting stuff there. We did have one just come in from Chad Peltier, I think. Have you looked at Salty Seagull Society NFT on ADA? I actually have looked at it. Uh, it's it's been a while. I think I've looked at it anyway. Yeah, actually, I have it up right here. Yeah, I've seen I've seen this. Yeah, I forgot where I've seen this, but somebody with we made a video. We made a video talking about this projects, actually. Yeah. That's right. We made a video, and the, and Salty Seagull Society was in it. These are this is some really good looking art. I actually really like the way this looks. I don't know too much about the uh, about the project, but um, looks like SaltySeagulls.io is the place to go. Yeah, no, there's there's uh, I, I think they have an interesting project going on over there. Salty yeah. Seagulls. I am by no means an NFT guy. I, I'm kind of tempted to get I one don't, of these. These the look really is, good. I like this art. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm ever going to be an NFT investor. I don't and know if I'm going to be an investor. I, I might I, be a collector one day. Yeah, maybe, maybe a. I don't know. I don't know what if I would, I would go into it to make money. I was never. I was never the baseball card guy. I was never the you know Pokemon card. I hold guy. on to stuff because it's cool. Wait, wait, I've always wait. been that guy. I would like to note something just now. I and tell me if you guys remember this uh, in the chat. I've real. I remember saying the exact same thing you just said that I don't want to be an investor in NFTs. I just want to collect NFTs. And you guys both gave me so much crap for that. I don't win crap. Yes, you what? did. Audience will back me up on that. I, I remember do that. not know what I you're talking that. about. Anyways, move on. But what did you say? I just I, I, when I, finishing my point on NFTs. Yes, yes, yes. I don't understand. Even when you say collector. What I'm saying is, hey, if someone else wants to collect that, I mean, well, do your do your thing. What would I do with collecting it? Like, when I, I, I my personally, you know what, then, I would. I, I, I respect you, Tim, for being consistent. Being a, I respect yeah. you for being consistent. Deb, you came for me. You came, I remember it. <laughs> what are you 
You came to me last time. You laughed at me, and I was having like PTSD. Or something I did. All right. Uh, anyways, let's keep going I have with these. Super no chats. idea what you're talking about. Back to you, Jeff. Coming at me from nowhere. Oh I wasn't. God. I wasn't going at you. You came at me first. That's a little. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna Solana your NFTs and just have them go down. No, I'm sorry. Oh, that wow. Was mean. Oof. Wow. Oof. I'm sorry. Back wow. to you, Jeff. Anywho, guys, we're gonna go ahead and jump into our discussion here. Let's go ahead and start. It's Cardano versus Solana. Why are we drawing comparisons? Here's why. I made a tweet earlier, and you're more than welcome to go and read it. Bitcoin was founded on the concept of immutability, decentralization, and being impervious, not resistant, but impervious to counterparty and third-party attack. The recent development from Solana involving a seven-hour downtime on the blockchain flies in the face of immutability, as your cryptocurrency is supposed to be fully decentralized. If your cryptocurrency is down, it's throwing decentralization out the window when validators have the ability to quote-unquote restart the network after four hours of downtime whenever they would like, and proves that it is no better than a centralized solution while transactions are able to bring down the entire blockchain. The initial distribution of Solana tokens, the method by which the funds were raised for its development, and the utter distaste for principles that founded this industry proved to me that Solana is a wolf in sheep's clothing. It is masquerading as a cryptocurrency while believing that it can still operate as a centralized software solution. I have never invested in Solana unless a big change takes place. I never will. Bitcoin was built on principles from people with a passion for a specific purpose Solana was built to make money. Is Solana the next Luna? You cannot deny that Solana has a strong community. You cannot deny that there are a lot of NFTs on Solana. You cannot deny that Solana doesn't have a lot of funding. But what I can deny is that I don't think it was built in as decentralized a manner as it should have been to be called a cryptocurrency. What do you think about that, Tim? You know, I'm, I'm focused on the phrase, you cannot deny that they have a strong community. <laughs> And, and and I'm not saying there's nobody there, but even what we were just what you were just talking about the purpose of it, you know, I, I think that when you talk about car, uh, communities like Cardano, I think that people are connected to the end all purpose of what Cardano is trying to accomplish. And yes, they think they're going to make some profits along the way. When it comes to Solana's community, I'm not saying the numbers aren't there, but but community, I would question the tight knit community aspect. I think Solana community is kind of a lot of individualists who just want to make a lot of money. And that was the purpose, like you just said, that was the purpose of Solana. Solana, they, they came out with this massive hype train. And I, cause I remember, and Smith, and I want to give Smith credit here. Cause I don't remember like crapping on you for NFTs. People in the chat, by the way, people disagree. in chat. I know, I know. People in chat but are coming at us. Here's what I will say. Here's what I will give Smay credit for. Because I, I remember this. I remember when Solana came out kind of claiming that they were going to create real world Ready Player One. They were going to be that company. Smay kind of said I call bluff on that. You know, so Smay, yeah. you get that. I remember Thank that you. one. Thank right? you. Okay. You know what? Real one. You're a real one right there. <laughs> so here's, what I, here's the point. Solana came out with this massive hype train of excitement and coolness. And hey, you can make some money. And there's gonna, this is going to be the innovate. They are nowhere close to doing that. They are nowhere close to creating Ready Player One. In fact, Smate, here's another, Smate gets another call out. Boom. Boom. He talks about the blockchain technology is nowhere close to where it needs to be to have good gaming going on on it. That's just not the system where you could create a, a really cool game. That's not what it's supposed to be at the moment. But the fact that they, they kind of baited people in with that real hype. With the little screenshots and, then, and stuff like and that. And then that, that they looked at the hunger of the community and guess what the crypto community is? A bunch of people who want to get rich quick. A, want, a lot of people that want money now. They want things to happen now. So you know what Solana did? They said, hey, guess where the demand is? The demand is in the hunger of people getting rich quick and getting things given to them right now. Let's deliver something really fast, really punchy. Let's make it really hype and sexy. And so they did it. And now they're they're suffering the consequences of well they didn't really establish everything it really wasn't ready to be launched that quickly it's a lot of hype but guess what happens when something gets hyped up hyped up hyped up when the fundamentals start to fail it crashes and burns so when we say that statement hey I think the community is there like well is the is it really community or is just a large number of people who are liking the space happen to be there. Cardano is now ranked number six on CoinMarketCap. Again, price action doesn't matter whatsoever, but that is just something I want you to see. It has overtaken Solana. Again, price action does not matter, but I do just want to point that out. That is great. You know, we look we look forward to any cryptocurrency bringing returns. But the problem is not that Solana has dropped below Cardano. The problem is that Solana has faced an outage. Solana halted by bug linked to certain cold storage transactions. Quite frankly, I could spend some time here going into why this why this um, why this um, 
uh, downtime happened. Frankly, I don't want to even worry about spending the time on it. The fact of the matter is it has. Not only has it done it, it has suffered the seventh outage in 2022 as bots invade the network. The Solana network suffered a seven-hour outage overnight between Saturday and Sunday due to a large number of transactions from NFT minting bots. A record-breaking 4 million transactions or 100 gigabits of data per second congested the network, causing validators to be knocked off consensus, resulting in Solana going dark at roughly 8 p.m. UTC on Saturday. It wasn't until seven hours later on Sunday, 3 a.m. UTC, that validators were able to successfully restart the main network. Meanwhile, Cardano has passed 20 million transactions without ever going down a single time for a single second for a single block in four years. Bitcoin has been around for 13 years. It has never gone down for a single second. I have very serious concerns about any cryptocurrency that has a lick of downtime because it's not supposed to. Yes, you might look at this article and say, but Jeb, look, they were doing 4 million transactions. Doing what? Breaking their founding principles? Because if you're going to break the founding principles of decentralization and immutability, then you might as well go build Microsoft. You might as well go build Google. You might as well go build Apple. You might as well go build a centralized software solution because as Charles Hoskinson said on this channel in our interview, if you want to build a fast, efficient, blockchain, excuse me, if you want to build a fast, efficient system, do it centralized because it's way easier. Building a blockchain, the whole reason you go to blockchain is for the, is, is for the sake of decentralization and all of the fruits of it. Things like one of the principles of Cardano, inclusive accountability. That's a big deal. You know what we need in this world is inclusive, inclusive accountability. That's the idea that everybody can hold you, probably the government, accountable by seeing the transactions through an open source blockchain, through an open blockchain with open transactions like Bitcoin. And I hear people in chat saying, but Solana should not be compared to Luna. I actually think it should, and here's why. It is not. I'm not comparing Solana to Luna and saying, is, is Solana going to go down like Luna? I'm saying that, is Solana going to go to zero like Luna? Hear me out here. And I know the, I know the Solana community is going to declare war on us after this one, but I've just got to be straight with you because the yeah. people that are hearing me here, I want to save you money. I know there are some people on the fence right now. I'm not talking to people that are diehard Cardano fans. You need to be careful about that too because Cardano's got its issues. We're not talking about that right now. If you're, if you're a diehard Solana fan, you need to be careful. If you're a diehard Bitcoin fan, you need to be careful. If you're on the fence right now about Solana, I'm speaking to you right now. It's probably 10% of the audience right now. Most people have a firm stance. I'm speaking to you if you're on the fence right now. If Solana can go down for seven hours, if its attack surface, if its weakness is so large that it can go down one time for one second, then what's to say it can't go down and not come back up? And your money is gone. It didn't go to zero. It went to null. There's nothing. It's completely gone. Who's to say that can't happen? That's why we have to take this seriously. That's why I'm so impassioned about this because I know there are some of you guys on the fence hearing what I'm saying right now. I know there's at least one person watching this stream that's probably got 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in Solana and you didn't know about this and now you do. Are you going to be putting your money in a cryptocurrency that has suffered seven outages in 2022? And went down for seven hours and the, and the validators had to come in in a centralized manner and kickstart the thing as if it was a motorcycle that just got stalled. Or are you going to invest in a blockchain that has never gone down one time? Two examples are Bitcoin and Cardano. I'm not here to say Cardano's perfect. That is far from the truth. There is no such thing as a perfect blockchain. I am here, however, to say that Cardano was built in a much more methodical manner, and it was also, by the way, built in a much, uh, in, in a much more decentralized way, not just in the blockchain, but also in the token mint. Let's take a look over here on Masari. Masari to initial token allocations for public blockchains. Cardano. It doesn't show you the number, but it's about 79% of Cardano was given straight to the public, including all pre-launch sale or lock drop allocations that were open to public participation. On Solana, that was 2% of the community. 48% of Solana went to insiders, 17% went to Cardano. Now, yes, it does make sense that some of the cryptocurrency is going to go to insiders because normally there's a founding team. The point of that founding team is to build the cryptocurrency to the point where it is fully decentralized. That's something that Charles talks about, is that there are three pillars 
of, of, of the principles that Cardano was built on, decentralization, governance, and inclusive accountability, they are, they are obviously always reaching for more and more decentralization. They're handing things over. They're saying, here's a treasury system. Here's a governance system. Let's get this out in the, in the hands of the public so that we have less and less and less control over it. I'm not going to sit here and say Cardano is, is as decentralized as Bitcoin because that would be false. But what I am saying is what is the direction of the cryptocurrency's development going? Cardano is becoming more and more decentralized, even through things like Vazel. Vazel is coming out June 20, uh, uh, June is June 29th, I believe it. Yes, June 29th. In it, it's going to be helping with decentralization through CIP32. Don't have time to go into all of that today. We've talked about another another other uh, streams. Make sure you go up, look up Cardano Improvement Proposal 32. Read about it. It is helping with decentralization. Solana, in its token allocation and in its blockchain design, is not decentralized. If Bitcoin went down for a single second, I would probably pull all of my money from it. I want you to know that I am being philosophically consistent here. If Bitcoin or Cardano went down for a minute, I would probably pull all or most of my money from them. They would have to, they, it, something miraculous would have to happen for me to regain trust in those systems. I've never once invested in Solana, and at this rate, I never will. Tim, do you think Solana is going to survive the bear market? <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> I'm really enjoying reading chat. Uh, it it is, must be a firestorm it is, over there. It is pretty. It is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> some of the things being said there. Uh, here's what I will say. I don't. I'm not ready to say Solana is going to become Luna and die, and then have this massive problem. Here's what I will say. Solana needs to do. Solana needs to regroup. They need to understand it's not about holding a top ten ranking anymore. Now it's about actually getting the project to work correctly where you don't have seven uh, outages within a uh, four or five month span. They need to fix the fundamentals. They need to slow down. They went way too fast. I'm not ready to pull the plug on Solana and say it's going to zero. What I am saying is in a similar fashion, and we talked about this at our, our table <laughs> we, this morning, in hindsight, I don't think Cardano should have been at 313. And we actually had a, a, an interview with Dan, uh, Crypto Capital Venture, where we talked about this, where we, we talked about that overvalued versus undervalued aspect. I think that Cardano rallied based off of hype in a negative way. In the same way, I think that a lot of these other projects like Luna and Solana rallied off of hype. Here is the difference, and this is what I would like for the Solana team to do. At 313, as Jeb mentioned earlier, Charles Hoskins, uh, Hoskinson came out and said, I do not care about price. I do not care about price. Stop asking me about price. What I'm trying to build is something that actually works. Now, was he saying he knew that we were, there was going to be a massive price dip? I don't know. I think I honestly believe him. He just do, honestly does not care about the price. However, price came down. Why? Because Cardano hadn't started functioning fully yet. It hadn't started providing all the things that it really needs to. And to be fair, Cardano is probably nowhere close to providing everything it's going to provide. So I'm not saying Cardano is worth $3.13 right now. I think that it's building something fundamentally very sound and it is approaching, it is using that approach that the slow and steady race is the best one to run. And it's not about being first, it's about being best. What I would like to see Solana and other projects do is pump the brakes on the hype because what they're doing is they're gonna pump the price, they're gonna hype this stuff out, they're gonna spend a lot of money in marketing, they're gonna get a lot of people in the space, the price is gonna inflate, and then it's gonna start to crash because the fundamentals don't match it. In the same way, I'm gonna throw it on Cardano. Cardano's fundamentals did not match a $3 uh, uh, price. If Solana can learn that lesson and say, it's okay to not have to hype, let's regress in price, let's build strong fundamentals, let's make something that actually works and is not constantly having outages, is not constantly having bugs and problems, then it can it can get back to a top 10 coin. It can be a successful project. The problem is, is as we talked about in the beginning, is that was never its thought from the beginning. Well, here's Cardano, and people say we like to shill Cardano. Why do we, let's say we are shilling Cardano. Why do we shill Cardano? Because it's a great project fund Fundamentally, the purpose behind it, the team behind it, how they're building it, their approach to it is a great project, and it's what you want to see in a in a in a uh, cryptocurrency. Whereas these projects like. Solana, they were so driven on that concept of get rich quick. And I'm not saying it's wrong to get rich. And I'm, if you can get rich quick, great. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if that's your sole incentive, guess what happens when you get rich quick? Things also happen where you get poor quick because the price inflates and then drops like a, you know, whatever. I don't even know where I'm going to fill that one word in. It just drops really quickly and you lose a lot there too. But when you start building off of strong fundamental purposes, that's when you have solid 
solid work going on. And that's why sometimes we compare Cardano with Amazon. Amazon went through a similar thing where it had a massive price crash. A lot of people were concerned and saying, Amazon's gonna go out of business. It's not working anymore. They tried to buy it off way more than they could handle. And they interviewed Jeff Bezos and Jeff Bezos said, it's not about price. I know what my company is doing. I know the purpose of my company. I know what we're trying to provide to people. I know the value and our business is more so, it's defined more so by my function than it is the price. Same thing with Cardano. The the people who run Cardano, they actually think that the purpose of their project is what's most important and price will follow purpose. Whereas Solana, the excitement comes in when the price is high, when it's doing really well, when people are excited. It, it doesn't have to do with the function of it. It doesn't have to do with the purpose of it. And that's why until that fixes, I think Solana needs to take a, a backseat and it's gonna drop out of the top 10. I'm not saying dead. I'm not even saying dropping out of the top 100 necessarily, but it's gonna have the hype cycle kind of go <coughs> down and people are gonna wait for strong fundamentals to come back. I am not saying that Solana is going to go to zero. I want to be clear on that. That is not what I said. That is not my stance. What I am saying is that if it does not stop having these outages, then the threat is there. The reason I'm passionate right now, because I see some people in chat. I saw one person in chat earlier say, but I have my life savings in Solana. Oof. Exactly. That's why I'm upset. That's why this is important to me. Not for my side. I don't own any Solana. I don't have a. I don't have a. I don't have a horse in this race. I could not care less from a selfish standpoint whether Solana goes to a billion dollars or zero. I don't care. I don't see it as a. I, I don't see it as a as anything that's going to hurt Cardano. Yeah, I have Cardano. Of course, that I've made that clear. I own Cardano and I don't own Solana. If you want to say I'm biased because of that, that's fine. That's okay. And look, I know we might lose some subscribers from this, but if we lose a thousand subscribers and I save one person from losing their life savings in case Solana does go to zero because of these issues, that was worth it in my book, mm. period. So that's why I take this seriously, is because I don't want you guys stepping backwards in your financial sovereignty. It's because I care about our mission. It's because I care about the reason we founded this channel. It's to help you achieve financial sovereignty. You know what's not financially sovereign? You know what's not having control over your own finances and your own financial si systems? Is when the system can go down and you can lose access to your money with no power over it. Solana is antithetical to what this channel stands for if it is going to be going down seven times in a year. Now look, if it happened once and the development team said, holy cow, we got to fix this. And they got the community together. It went to a vote and 90% of the validators said, okay, yeah, we'll pass this update. Great. That's wonderful. This is a consistent issue on Solana. There are memes all over the place about its reset button for a reason. It needs to use it quite often. If this was a one-time issue that got fixed and never happened again, it'd be different. Even then, I would have big concerns. If you're in Solana right now and you're overexposed to it, I'm not telling you to sell either. I'm telling you to be warned. This whole stream is a warning to anyone who's holding Solana. I'm not saying it's going to go to zero. I would love for you guys to make money in it. I want you to be financially sovereign. I want you to make money. But I don't want you to walk away from principles for the sake of profit. And the way that Solana was launched with all the VC backing and most of the money going to the insiders, the way it was, uh, the, the way that it does not seem to have decentralization built into the, to it the way that it should, and it walks away from, its, from the principles of Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space on that, that reeks to me. Hmm. That, I, that stinks to me. I cannot get behind that because integrity is a core value at our company, and I cannot break that. I am bound by our core values. If I have integrity, then I cannot stand for something that breaks what we believe in. And I believe in financial sovereignty. I believe that it's the reason that Bitcoin was founded. I believe that it's the reason that cryptocurrency is succeeding. I believe that Charles Hoskinson vehemently believes in financial sovereignty. That's why I'm picking a side here. And I'm not trying to pick a side, but I guess you could say I am. I'm picking truth. I'm picking principles. I'm picking the fact that we believe in taking control away from a system's hands or excuse me, away from people's hands and putting it into something that is trustless, such as an immutable blockchain like Bitcoin. I don't need to rely on third party validators to reset Bitcoin because Bitcoin never needed to be reset in the first place. 
If I did, then Bitcoin would not be a place where I can go and find my financial sovereignty because then I am at the beck and call and the whim of the validators who have the ability or not to reset the blockchain. If I have to wait for a third party like the validators to come and reset my blockchain, then why didn't I stay in the banking system? Why did I come to cryptocurrency in the first place? The reason I'm taking a firm stand on this is because I believe in financial sovereignty and Solana right now is not living up to it. And when we have a $14 billion cryptocurrency where people have their life savings, I hold that cryptocurrency to a ridiculously high standard. And that's why I have a problem with it. Tim, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, I agree. I, th 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 here's where people can choose to take us at our word or think that we're act. I mean, that's fine. And I, I respect any person that thinks that we are shilling anything. You know, I, I'm not going to hate on you and say that you're crazy or anything. There are a lot of people out there that do shill different projects. And and so this is one of the things you have to decide. Like, I mean, do you trust Jeb and Tim that they're honestly just trying to give you their best opinion based off of the research they're doing with no ulterior motive? If you don't trust that, then, then there's nothing... I mean, there's nothing I could say to change your mind because you don't trust anything I say. And I'm not saying, here's another thing. People shouldn't just say, well, Tim and Jeb said it, therefore it's absolute 100% facts. That's not true either. What we're trying to do is present you with an argument, with a thought, with to something to get your brain cells going to do your own research. Because like we've said before, not enough people are doing their own research and they're trying, they're trying to just put money into a space let it sit there and then let it make them millions. And the problem is, is that projects, I don't even want to say Solana. I'm not going to go as far as say this is exactly what Solana is doing, but there are projects out there that do this. They run hype and they convince people that this is the next biggest, best thing in the world. Put your money here, walk away, and 10 years from now, you'll be a multimillionaire. And then it's a rug pull and they pull it away from them. So I, I think what Jeb and I are saying, we're not quite ready to say Solana is there yet, but there are signs of similarities that happen there. And we would be we would be not doing our job just because some people want us to say good things about Solana to say good things when we personally are looking at this project with massive concerns. If you don't share those concerns, that's great. I'm hoping the reason you don't share those concerns is because you've done your research. You're, you're going to be able to say, hey, Tim, Jeb, I'm, I've been doing it. I hear you. But guess what? This team actually is working to solve all these problems. They're actually working. Behind the if you know that, great. I don't know that. I need to learn that. I need to do research and find that out. But what I'm doing, the research I have done, the research Jeb has done, the research that T Shroom does in Smith, we have massive concerns. And so us just being genuine, honest people, we're going to tell you our concerns. And then you're going to have to trust us that we are being genuine. If you do not trust us, that's okay. That's completely okay. Well, guys, we're going to read some super chats, but let's bring a word from one of our sponsors real quick. Hedge, guys, is a payroll conversion solution that allows users to convert their pay, i.e. W2 1099 commission, automatically from fiat, cryptocurrency, from fiat currencies to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. It removes the traditional exchange experience, having to set up a recurring purchase over on Coinbase or something like that, and allows you to take your paycheck, immediately convert it into cryptocurrency, and then move that cryptocurrency straight into your your own wallet. They believe firmly in decentralization and the aspect of decentralization that crypto brings, and they want to maintain those values by allowing individuals to use their assets as they please. They are not trying to take crypto from you. They are not holding that crypto other than to send it into your own wallet. They have one fee. It's a very low fee, just barely enough to keep their lights on, and they are automatically converting your paycheck into cryptocurrency. So make sure that you're checking out Hedge with the link in the description box down below. If you're an employer, you can set it up for your company. If you're an employee, all you got to do is use their service, set up a bank account to drop your paycheck into every single month or every single week, however often you're paid. Hedge will come into that bank account. It will automatically convert some of that into cryptocurrency and send it to your wallet. So you are able to dollar cost average before the money actually gets transferred into whatever checking account you normally use. It's a great service. Definitely check them out. Links in the description box down below. We're going to go ahead and jump into super chats here. Uh, because we definitely have a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, we have, we have some here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chad Pel Pelletier, I think. Have you looked at Salty Seagulls? Oh, no, he, we read that one already. I, I read that one. Sorry, TZ. TZ and I got one back and forth. I read that from the thing, and then we didn't. You live and you learn, you know, Smay? You live yeah. and you learn. I want to publicly apologize to you, Smay. I guess I did poop on your I, you NFT dreams. And so this is my public apology. I appreciate that. I think yeah. you're being the bigger man here. And uh, you know what? 
Uh, go Hokies. I'll buy you lunch. I'll buy you. Go uh, Hokies. Yeah, we'll, that yeah. was one for you, Tim. That Pro- was one for you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Pro- Proc said, I'm bullish on ADA. I own 4350 So 4350 On my way to 10000 I like the, sh- the slow and steady approach. Charles is going with it. Uh, is 10K a good retirement number? So 10K Ethereum. Uh, sorry, Cardano. I actually got I have 10K ETH. will probably get you retired. Yeah, heck yeah. You can retire right, right now on that. Um, I was actually asked that by Austin from Altcoin Daily. I'll be, you'll be hearing my take on that on their channel uh, next week. I, I, I think it's less about the number yeah. it, it, rather than it is about the process. If you, if you focus so much on, hey, I want to be able to bench 225. I want to be able to bench 225. And you go around all day saying, I'm going to be able to bench 225. And you never go to the gym and you never learn how to do form and you never learn how to eat right. You're never going to get there. You focus on, yeah, sure, set a goal. If you want to set a goal, it's probably between ten and 100,000 ADA. I know it's a big range, but somewhere in there, depending on how long you're willing to wait, is probably a good range to be able to retire in the first world. On a relatively, I'm not talking about a fancy retirement. I'm talking about retire and, you know, maybe go to the golf course once a week or something. Um Focus more on how you're going to get there. That's what you need to do. And th- and by the way, that is our big application here that you need to know about this Solana issue. You need to invest in your education before investing in the cryptocurrency market. Because mm-hmm. what a lot of people do, they get into crypto and they say, oh, okay, that's a cryptocurrency in the top 10. Must be in the top 10 for a reason. I'm just going to go ahead and put my life savings into it. Don't be that guy. That guy's who got wrecked with Luna. Now, by the way, it was a lot harder to see what happened with Luna coming. It was not as obvious that there was a big issue on Luna. It is ridiculously obvious on Solana. It is it is, it is, shining in your face. Um, invest in your education. That's why we have Club DeFi. That's why it will be going into full launch. Just kidding. I'm not giving you the date just yet. But it will be uh, coming out at some point in the future. And when it does, make sure you join Club DeFi and invest in your education first. Invest in your education first, please. I'm begging you because if you don't invest in your education first and you go to try and invest in cryptos, you're not going to be ready. Anywho. Uh, Yeah, we got one from Keith R. saying, great theory, Tim. Price and hype of a coin like this has VC fingerprints all over it. Pump price to get investors in, then sell profits to lower the price again. Regeneration of VC profits, in my honest opinion. You know, and and here's what I'll say, even, you know, continue that. Keith, I don't, I don't think Solana's – I think that Solana uh, creators just want the price to go. I don't think that there's a rug pull or anything. That's definitely not what I'm Yeah, I'm not saying about. it's a rug pull. That's I, not what I I'm think saying. that they, in their brain, they're really thinking, man, like, okay, people want to – people want – a product now. They want to get rich quick now. We can create them something really quickly. It seems like everybody else is just taking their time. Let's jump in the space and let's be first and let's get there. And guess what? When you're first, you and they weren't first, but I mean, they're one of the first. It gets you It gets you so far. But there comes a point where it's like, all right, when the fundamentals didn't back up all the hype. it's not. There's not a problem with having hype. Hype's okay as long as the fundamentals back it up. And what we're running into right now is that the fundamentals on Solana are not backing it up. So again, I'm not saying that Solana's going to die. What I'm saying is it's time to pump the brakes, Solana, and increase those fundamentals to match that hype, and then you could have a good product there. And by the way, you can't always compare companies with cryptocurrencies, but one way you can compare companies and cryptocurrencies is the is 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 integrity. When you start compromising on your principles as a company or a cryptocurrency, then you are going to fail at some point in the future. You know the reason that this channel is successful because we don't compromise on what we believe in. We don't compromise on the fact that I am a believer in Jesus Christ and I will never shirk His name. I will always be vocal about that. That's one of our principles. I will never shirk that. We never take coin sponsorships, period. People accuse us of that. We've never been paid a dime by a coin sponsorship, not once in almost five years. We do not break our integrity. We do not break our principles. Even when we're offered $100,000 to make one video on a coin, we don't do that, ever. Because the companies that do that, the channels that do that, the the cryptocurrencies that do that, it will catch up with them. It's like the U.S. government printing money. You're borrowing from your future. You're putting a clock on your success. We don't do that. We don't want our cryptocurrencies to do that. Do we have any other super chats? Yeah, we have, I think we have one more here. Grand Roofing Incorporated said, sorry to those getting upset with Jeb, but if you have an open mind and willing to learn, you will benefit. I now make more trading than I do at my job. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Love it. And, and, and that's the other cool thing. I mean, someone asked earlier, they're like, is, is 10,000 Cardano enough? Here's the reason why I, you can't answer that question. Who knows, based off what's going to happen with the U.S. dollar, Cardano could, when people are like, oh, Cardano will never make it to $100. Like, well, it could, and it has nothing to do with the value of Cardano. It has everything to do with the dying of the U.S. dollar. But you know what a really cool way is to make more of that Cardano and get more than 10K of it is to learn how to trade. And so I'm not saying trade 100% of it, but I, I, I think I told you guys before, right now, I'm, I'm up. I'm up in my trading portfolio that I started here a couple of weeks ago. But you know what I, I am definitely up in? I doubled my Cardano holdings. I doubled my Bitcoin holding. So while my US dollar account doesn't read that as extremely significant, it's going to be significant come next bull run. Uh, and uh, so it, it's one of those things. Use these opportunities to trade, as as Grand Roofing Incorporated said. Which I, What is his name? I wish I knew his name. Grand Roofing His name isn't Grand. I'm assuming his name isn't Grand. That would be interesting. I guess that could be a name. But yeah, no, use these seasons to trade and invest. And and yeah, you absolutely could make more money. The crypto space is so young and so new and, uh, and so lucrative that you could both lose a lot of money, but also make a lot of money doing it. Uh, and again, that's why these have the projects, these get rich quick projects come out because uh they take advantage of that's the that's the hunger and desire people have learn there is a way to do it if you know what you're doing and you educate yourself hence the takeaway from this whole show prioritize your education and then the gains will follow absolutely well guys one more word from our sponsor and then we're going to wrap it out here guys we'd like to give a shout out to one of our sponsors link to that's l-i-n-q-t-o link to.com they offered the average investor access to world's to the world's top unicorns aka private companies with greater than one billion dollars in valuation traditionally only two percent of the world's accredited investors have had access to these private markets and those elite investors make an average investment of 7.5 million dollars but Link2 is democratizing private investment by offering private shares of companies like Ripple, Uphold, Dapper Labs, BitPay, and BlockFi for a minimum as low as $10,000. Given pending recessions, inflation, and, vol and volatility of public equities markets, more investors are exploring private markets. While we can't promise that every one of their listings will go public, the company does have a fantastic track record, including exits like Coinbase, Robinhood, SoFi, Marketa, and Anovium. On a credibility note, Link2 is compliant in over 100 countries globally and has over $120 million in investments on the platform. Platform. Go to link2.com to automate the SEC's process to become an accredited investor today and then access pre-IPO investments, proprietary research, and check out the prices of shares on Ripple Labs before the SEC lawsuit settles. Guys, we turn down 9 out of 10 people that want to sponsor this channel, just so you know, because of what we just said with integrity. I don't yeah. think we've ever even said that one time on the channel because we don't want to come on the channel and brag about, oh, we're so integral. We don't want to do that. But I do want you to know because it is important that you understand what we as a channel stand for. That's the only reason I'm telling you this. We turn down so much money in sponsorships because we do not want to break our integrity because we don't know about that company. We don't know about that. If we don't even, if we don't know, not even if we, okay, we know you guys are a scam, duh. But if we're not even sure, no, we're not going to do it. We only take sponsors of the channel that we actually well and truly believe in. That's the reason that we only have a few of them. That we could have dozens of sponsors if we wanted to, if we broke our integrity, but we're not going to do that. Not for any reason. Not for any reason. And if we do, golly, we will have to come on here and repent, and we got to be serious about that because we do not want to break that integrity core value. Yeah. Here is the core value that cryptocurrency was built on that Solana is breaking. Decentralization. Another one, immutability. If you violate those two, you need to be very careful about calling yourself a cryptocurrency. And I know that applies to probably 90% of cryptocurrencies out there. I get that. Fair enough. Tim, do you have any yeah, final thoughts? I, I want to clarify to people, and you kind of said it right there. It's so hard. Just so you guys know, guys, it is so hard. Anytime you say anything, people want to twist it and then create what they they want to create the narrative. We have never said we don't take sponsors. Just so you guys know, yeah, the, reason we, said the reason we take sponsors is so that we can continue to come give you guys great content. What we clarified was we will never take coin sponsors. Yes. And, and that includes Cardano. You know, the truth is there's there would be a temptation. If, if Cardano reached out to us and said, guys, we'd love to pay you, that would be tempting because we really love the project but you know what we said no we're just not yep. going to take anything from coins we will take these companies that allow you guys to further your education to allow you guys to enable and have the tools to be able to make money in crypto but what we do is we have a very 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 strict process of vetting these companies i cannot tell you how many i've sat down this part of my job responsibility is to make sure when these companies reach out to us to offer sponsorships we do our research and say will this help our community or hurt our community if the answer is not help then we say i'm sorry you could you could offer us 
a million dollars for one show and we would not take it because we want to prioritize helping you guys. We take those sponsors. The reason we have some sponsors on the channel is to help pay the bills, keep the lights on while we work to create and to engage an affordable, real education in the crypto space. Because there's some education out there and there's some affordable ones. The combination of affordable, good education is just not there. And so that is our goal and purpose in our mission to serve you and help you is to provide a service that actually helps you guys do that, do your own research. Think for yourself, not just listen to someone else and just adopt all their ideas. How do I do this myself and learn to think for myself and at the same time not have to pay an arm and a leg to do it? We take the sponsors on YouTube to help pay the bills. So behind the scenes, we got our Kelly Kellums and our Zach Fletchers and our people working on all this content to provide you guys within Club DeFi so that you can actually learn cryptocurrency, learn trading, investing, learn how to read a good project, but at the same time, not have to break your bank doing it. That's why we have that kind of channel. Absolutely. Let's read these last couple super chats and we're gonna wrap it we up. Two we of them? Over. Yeah, we got two of them. All right, uh, Dustin Pierce said, why are investors Prince. buying sh oh. Dustin Prince. <laughs> I'm reading quickly, trying to get a, we're running overtime on this one. Why are investors buying Sheep, Doge, and yet ICP has tons of hate, but is legit? I want to pull the trigger badly on ICP. It seems like it's squared away. I couldn't tell you, to be honest with you. I haven't looked into ICP as much as, um, as much as I have other cryptocurrencies in the top. But what I can tell you is that after Club DeFi launches, it, if you join Club DeFi, you can join our Discord server and go talk to our growing community over there. And I'm sure you will have a lot of people giving you their take over there. Probably, maybe, including Kelly. I'm sure he would have an opinion on that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Uh, Brand, last one here. Brandon H. Is that 17? Are you guys into Gala? Found a few fans in chat. Gala is interesting to me. I can't say I've done enough research on Gala right now to give you a firm opinion on it. What I can say is that I put my money where my mouth is. I do not have any money in Gala. Uh, so I'm interested yeah, in what Gala is doing. But the thing about decentralized gaming, blockchain gaming, is that I really want to know just how decentralized it is. Because if it compromises on that, then it's got the same problem Solana does. Anyway, so that would be my take on that. My take is that I would need to do yeah. more research before I have a solid take. Well, you know what? As we wrap the show up, it's good to remind everybody, as, as fun as this stream was, very combative, very much a diverse opinion in chat day, following this, we have a community stream. So I yes, know we announced right. that yesterday. So if you guys are one of our members, uh, you know, we're going to be here, here in, what, 10 minutes or so? Yeah. And then uh, if you're not a member, you can join real quickly, become a member, uh, and, and get to engage with us for about, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes. We're just going to kick back, yep. answer some questions. We, I'm sure this whole topic will come up in that stream. So if you guys want to sure hear more... Come join us over there. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's all we got for you today. Make sure to smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. Hit that post notification bell. Like the video. Before we go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.